the product first appeared on Indiegogo by a brand called Accent Wear. <laughs> Gentle electrical impulses. The company actually shipped its product and distributed it with about 15 months of delays. Now your phone is about people. Headphones with cat ears. Stuff like this makes me lose faith in humanity. Welcome to Water-Cooled Potato, your guide to the obsolete and absurd tech of the past, present, and future. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And we're finally back with another episode that's actually new and not dug up from our archives and somehow forgotten. Yeah, I have no idea how we lost that episode. And since it's been about a year since we started this podcast... We are working on an anniversary episode, which should be up soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm also surprised we also forgot our first anniversary, but whatever. <laughs> <sighs> well, let's get into today's topic. Today's topic is Juicero. Hmm. Let's begin with Doug Evans, our inventor and entrepreneur. Mr. Evans was a man who was particularly concerned with his health. He wanted to do everything he could to stay healthy, and with good reason, too. Okay. You see, his family has a history of health problems. Oh. Both of his parents passed away young in 1994, his brother passed away not long after. And others in his family suffer from an array of medical problems. With so many health problems running in his family... It's easy to see why Evans is so dedicated to living a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. When Doug was 30, he met his girlfriend, who introduced him to the health benefits of drinking cold-pressed juice. In cold-pressed juicing, the fruit or vegetable is shredded into a paste or pulp and then compressed to squeeze out the juice. Hmm. This process supposedly produces a healthier juice. However, I have no idea if that's true, or what the health benefits of cold-pressed juice are even supposed to be. I'm not sure either. And also, I think it's important to remember that no matter how fancy the juicing process is, you'll always still get more nutrients by actually eating the fruit or vegetable. But it's not juice. But if you're <laughs> concerned about the uh, health benefits of eating fruits and vegetables, you could just eat fruits and vegetables. But that wouldn't be a multi-million dollar idea. So, moving on, in 2002, Evans started a juice shop called Organic Avenue. But apparently, after a while, the shop was turned over to his investors, and when he no longer operated his juice shop, he really missed the cold-pressed juice. And so, hmm. he set out to change the world. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. <laughs> I have no idea how this is related te to technology yet. Here we go. Doug wanted to bring the awesomeness of cold-pressed juice to everyone with an easy-to-use at-home cold-pressed juice machine. Okay. So, 
he set out to make his dream a reality. He secured $120 million in investments from Google. $120 million? And something called KPCB. Yes, $120 million in investments from large companies. Wow. QCAP brought only like $6 million. Granted, it was a bit earlier, like mid-90s, but holy cows, is this like early 2000s or... This was 2013. At least, that's when he founded the company. So this is pretty recent. Yes. Wow, that's a lot of money. That sure is. And using that money, over the course of about three years, he created 12 prototypes before finally arriving at his final design. He apparently compared himself to Steve Jobs... Uh, by saying that he was going to make juice as accessible as Steve Jobs had made the computer, or something to that effect. Okay, but the computer can do lots of things in juices. No offense to juice, but it's just juice. You drink it and it's gone. <laughs> okay, continue. <clears throat> However... Given the fact that he uh, doesn't seem to have had any engineering background, it's highly unlikely that he designed much of it personally. It's yeah. much more likely that actual design was outsourced to some sort of design company and he just made changes and suggestions as the design process went along. Mm-hmm. The machine was sleek and white and only a bit larger than a coffee maker. Okay. And it was easy to use as well. Just open up the front of the machine and load one of Juicero's fruit pulp packs, then close the door, oh, no. throw a cup under it, and that's it. No mess, no cleanup, quick and simple. See a problem? My first concern is the pulp packets. Coffee is so engraved into our culture that it's culturally accepted. But juice? That's going to have some cultural barriers. Um, Big time. I would say there's other barriers. We'll, we'll get there. <clears throat> I mean, I sure hope you know them because you did the research. These juice packs were plastic and foil pouches filled with various pulped fruits and vegetables. The Juicero machine, quote, pressed with force capable of lifting two Teslas to squeeze out the juice. What? <laughs> Onto how small the surface? Um, I'd have to say it looks like about four to five inches square. Okay. To lift two Teslas. Teslas are heavy. Teslas are heavier than any normal vehicle because of the batteries. And he also doesn't seem to have specified, like, which Tesla. The guy seems to have an obsession with Tesla, mm. which we'll see soon. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the product launched March 31st of 2016 at a cost... Of seven hundred dollars. 
Uh, I can get a really good coffee maker for 200 No way in heck am I going to pay $700 for a juice machine. Well, you see, Mr. Evans justified the cost by comparing his juice machine to the Tesla Roadster. No. <laughs> Unfair comparison. Okay, here's another thing. Let's go into value of the market. See, Teslas, they can have quite a bit of value because you can drive them, charge them up with electricity, you don't need to pay gas, tax credits to impress your friends. Juice is just juice. Yeah, maybe it might be able to get you a bit healthier. It can make you feel a bit, feel a bit better about yourself. But it, just no. Yeah, well, <sighs> well, he, he said that, like a Tesla, the cost of such a cutting-edge new product would be high at first, of course, but it would eventually get cheaper. Yeah, let me know when it's, like, 70 bucks. Well, let's talk about the pulp packs. Okay, yeah, let's. You see... Juicero wasn't just a juicer. Uh-oh. It was an Internet of Things device. No! With all of the wonderful things that come along with that. Oh, no. An app on your phone? Of course. Or... And okay. so much more. Oh, no. Each pulp pack had a QR code printed on the top. That would be read by the machine when inserted. Okay. The Juicero machine can then connect to a server and check that pack's expiration date. If the pack what? is beyond Why? its week-long shelf life, the machine will not operate. A what? somewhat, maybe, possibly understandable safety precaution... At some level, maybe? Yes, but that's controversial. Yeah, this also means that should your Wi-Fi go down, your $700 juicer will now refuse to work because yeah. it cannot contact the servers. Uh-huh. And uh, okay. if you just simply don't want yet another IoT device attached to your network, you're out of luck. Okay. Also, Ugh. another problem. Your juice does not spoil at exactly one minute past midnight on the date of expiration. No, it doesn't. It, it, okay, I, so the, the juice packs, it's like pulp or what is it? Yes, so that's a... I forgot. Okay. It's a plastic and foil pouch filled with pulped fruit or vegetable or both. Okay, is it like wet, dry? It's wet. It's wet. It's like mm. if you took a bunch of fruit and like chewed it up and spit it back out into a bag. That is exactly what it looks like. Okay. I guess a week is reasonable, but... I would personally find that very frustrating if I can't use my juice packets that's a day or two expired. Yes. And remember that QR code? 
it also works as a sort of real-life DRM, sort of. What's that again? Digital rights management, but for mm. juice packs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you see, uh... <laughs> the special... The special QR code would prevent users from squeezing counterfeit pulp packs. In the back of my mind, I knew that was this was coming. So... Why would somebody bother to do that? Well, you see, the game was uh, all about the pulp packs. And you can't have people counterfeiting your pulp packs... So now this $700 juice machine, which does not operate unless connected to a network, needs an app, needs these specific juice packs only from the original manufacturer. Guess what? The pulp packs are a subscription service. Of course. A subscription that you must sign up for upon purchasing the machine. This keeps getting better, John. <laughs> exactly. But Wow. But wait. There's more? Oh yeah. <laughs> so Oh boy. Don't worry about the price. If you've got the money for a seven hundred dollar juicer, you shouldn't have a problem with the five to eight dollar pulp packs. Now, that might not Oh my gosh. That might not sound that bad at first. Until you realize that each pulp pack only gives you what appears to be six ounces of juice. So you mean to tell me if I go to Jamba Juice, I'd be better off? And get this, the subscription is for five packs a week. That means... You can't change it? I don't know for sure. This is so confusing! That means... You are paying either 25 to $40 a week for what amounts to less than a quart of juice a week. No. No way in heck would I pay that much money for it. And even if I did have money to blow, it'd be so much of a hassle. Well, you see, this machine is simple and easy to use. You just... Place the pulp pack in the machine. Close the door. Wait for it to scan the QR code contact. It's uh, not a Skynet overlord server. Make sure that the pack isn't expired and was manufactured by that company. Then it simply compresses the pulp pack with force strong enough to lift two Teslas. And then you just pull out the pack and throw it away. No cleanup. Easy, see? Okay. What if I just order juice online and have it delivered to my front step? But then it's not freshly squeezed. Yeah, it would be a heck of a lot easier. But it's not freshly squeezed. Uh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, continue. <clears throat> back to the juice packs. Assuming that you go for the more expensive ones at the $8 range, and now I could not find out for sure 
whether the subscription was a set amount or if it varied upon which pulp packs you picked. Okay. So, assuming that this is going to cost you $40 a week, that would be the $8 pulp packs, you will be paying $160 a month or $2,100 a year. Just on small amounts of juice. For a weekly shipment of packages of pre-chewed fruit. Okay, my main concern is what if you got that as well as Starbucks every day? You're going to be blowing so much money. I mean, not necessarily blowing, but it's going to disappear faster than you realize. Oh, yeah. I suspect this was primarily aimed at people who have a bit too much money than is good for them. Yeah. They were attempting to provide a public service by relieving people of their excess cash. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Yes. So if we make a leaky shot glass, people will magically buy them? Quiet, that's not supposed to be out of the bag yet. That's top secret. (laughs) So, unsurprisingly, things didn't go too well for the $700 smart juicer. So, our friend Mr. Evans had to go. Bye-bye. Pity. He was asked to leave, which I'm just going to assume means fired from his own company. But didn't they get any sales? Some. I don't know how many, though. Oh, okay. And I suspect that at least some of their sales were people who bought it so that they could write an article about it, making fun of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, after good old Mr. Evans was gone, the ex-CEO of Pepsi took over. Really? Yes, he was, I guess, now turned from the evils of Soda Pop to the light Mm. side of, you know, Mm -hmm. $100 a month juice. He went from the evil of cavities and sugar to the heavenly goodness of juice. Yeah. So, first thing he did, the price of the machine was slashed to just $400. What a bargain now, right? No. But. It's better. (laughs) It gets worse. Of course it does. It turns out that they forgot one fatal flaw. They made the machine only work with their pulp packs. But they couldn't pull the same protection on the pulp packs themselves. It didn't take long for someone to figure out that the human hand can easily produce enough pressure to squeeze the juice out of the pulp packs. Seriously? Yes. You can cut the bottom of the pulp pack open and just squeeze it with your bare hands. Oh my gosh. So, wow. by this company's logic, I'm guessing that also means I can lift two Teslas with my bare hand as well. 
Well, you see, it needs to have more force on the pulp to get the maximum amount of juice. Ah, yes, so 6 ounces instead of 5.8. Yeah! Totally worth the extra $400, right? Or you could just, you know, eat the apple. Or the carrot. That's work! Oh no, such work. <laughs> you have to chew and stuff. It is, you know, you want to be healthy. You don't want to have to exercise by, like, moving your jaw. <laughs> <laughs> the way you put it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this entire thing. Oh, it's healthy because... <laughs> Because what? Okay, so you're you're gonna be healthy here. All right, great. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna drink the juice. Why? For the the nutrients that are in the juice. Okay, the juice comes from the fruit. You could eat the fruit, but that's too much work, and mm -hmm. you're you're too exhausted from running on a treadmill to burn any extra calories moving your jaw. Got it. Yes. Very sound logic. Hmm. Well, after people realized you could just grab the bag and squeeze it, your bare hand could accomplish the same thing that a $700 or $400 machine could do. Ah, that was pretty much the end for Juicero. They were rapidly losing money, burning through about $4 million a month. A month? How did they have that many expenses? Oh, I have a theory on that. Oh, no. So, on December 1st, 2017, less than a year after launch, Juicero was no more. About time. <laughs> now, I have a few interesting facts here. First, it appears that they actually sourced fresh fruits and vegetables like directly from farmers so okay. their, their claim of fresh products was apparently actually true that still still makes it even with that it's very hard to justify $40 a week for less than a quart of juice and yeah. that 6 ounces per glass estimate that's just an estimate based on the few video clips i saw it does not look like it could be any more than six ounces oh but that's just an estimate yeah now the next thing here the part responsible for scanning the qr code was actually a camera with a few LEDs to light up the QR code. And, of course, the camera is positioned in such a way that when you open the door to the machine, the camera is aimed squarely at your face. No! So think of that, whatever you want, as far as security implications go. No! How do you know they're on the camera's only on when it's scanning the QR code? Well, the door covers it when it's shut, but yeah, it could absolutely be taking pictures of you. Okay. 
Now, the last thing here, and here's why I think they may have been losing $4 million a week, uh, sorry, a month, is the fact that it was surprisingly well or over-engineered. I watched a teardown video of it, and for something as gimmicky as this, I was expecting it to be extremely cheaply made on the inside and you know just a $700 price tag slapped on some terrible terrible pile of junk that you know would be mm -hmm. a miracle to have it last a year turns out holy cow did someone go to town on this thing it has like gigantic metal gears it's got like huge machined blocks like huge metal pieces that were machined from blocks it, it like it wow. looks like a piece of industrial equipment on the inside it has like the circuit board was actually custom designed for this it's not just a bunch of random junk thrown in there it's got gigantic bearings it's got huge huge gears it's very 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 solid looking Mm-hmm. And according to Ave on YouTube, he estimated that these machines, in his opinion, cost at least $1,000 each to make. What? And the highest price they were ever sold at was $700. So they're expecting to get all their money back on the subscriptions? Yep, I think this is a classic Razor and Blades example here. They sell you the Razor at a, well, cheap price, and then expect to sell you the Blades forever. They sell you a $700 juice machine that costs $1,000 to make, but they expect that they can make over two grand a year from you on juice packs. There's nothing wrong with that business model, but you need to use some common sense as to how well you should build your product. It didn't need to be built that well. It just presses juice. Am I wrong? Well, I mean... Correct, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The only justification for it being that overbuilt is that they would want this to last a very long time because the longer this thing lasts, the longer they can keep selling you these stupid juice packs. Because when your $700 juice contraption breaks down and you're still paying 40 bucks a week for these stupid pulp packs, maybe you'll realize that it's not worth it and you won't buy another machine. So the longer they can keep this thing functioning, the longer you'll just continue to buy the juice packs. You won't cancel your subscription. You've had this juice machine for three years. You've always had this juice machine. You continue your subscription. Yes, but most people don't keep their subscription that long, theoretically. Like, it's not I'm... something essential like Netflix or Amazon Prime that they actually get a lot of value from. It's juice. People can get value from it, but 
I think know. this is aimed at the type of person that has lots of recurring monthly subscriptions and they just kind of lose track of everything. Like I remember reading something that like I don't know, I think there's something along the lines of uh, the average American adult having like seven subscription services something like that a ridiculous number and the people who are going to be buying a 700 dollar juice machine have a little bit of extra cash lying around and they're not going to get too concerned about exactly how much a month they're paying for their various subscription services true they have netflix spotify hulu five other streaming things disney plus yeah and then they probably have i don't know a lawn service and I don't know, maybe a cleaning service and, you know, I don't know, a butler and a driver and I, I don't know, <laughs> maybe that's getting a little bit overboard. But, you know, at that subscription point... Subscription like, butler! <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know how butlers work. Is that a monthly? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think they'd be treated as employees, not a subscription service, unless it's a robot. Well, yeah, I don't know. I suppose. Unless it's like a butler service. I don't know how butlers work. I've clearly never had enough money to have a butler. <laughs> they do more than open the door. They're the head of like the kitchen, the clean cleaning staff and what and other stuff too. So they actually do quite a bit. Okay, so maybe the butler thing is a little too far, but if you've got already, you know, half a dozen at the very minimum monthly subscriptions besides media you know maybe you have some meal service stuff too like you know those meal plan things or the deliver ingredients i don't know you've got like grocery deliveries you've got various things and you mm -hmm. just kind of you know have so much money that you forget about it and besides you're, you're too busy like lifting your teslas or something yeah. But you you just might remember if the juice machine breaks down to cancel that service. That's the only justification. Yeah. Either that either that or like whatever company did the design on this thing, like the guy just said, "Hey, we need a juice machine." And some engineer's eyes just lit up. And he said, "What's the budget and the guy mm -hmm. said whatever it takes mm -hmm. and the engineer the started jumping up money. and down <laughs> <laughs> yes and that's an example of scope creep well no not scope creep sorry over engineering yeah yeah which could cause scope creep because of all the extra things they're putting on <laughs> Yeah, basically it, making the project last take longer and longer to complete yeah there's the door even locks on the thing so like when you plug it in what? you can't even get the the door so like the front of it opens that's how you load the pulp packs and the door okay. won't even open unless it has a network connection I guess so there's like a motorized lock on the door okay because, of course, you need that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I guess clamping down the door is... Because, like, it, it appears the way it works. 
is the door clamps shut and then the part from the back comes forward to press the juice pack against the door and then the juice pack has like a hole in the bottom of it and then that's where the juice runs out. Mm, okay. I'm going to see if I can quickly show you a picture of this thing. Yeah, I'd like to take a look. Here you go. Um, I believe somewhere, what? someone... <laughs> I believe somewhere, someone described this as looking like E.T. with a sheet wrapped around his head. I guess. It doesn't look at all like a coffee machine. It's like a similar size, sort of, and shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, coffee machine is the closest thing I could possibly compare it to. Okay. Your, your cup goes in the underneath part there. Mm-hmm. And, and like, the, the white part with the silver band around it, that's the door. That opens. Juice pack goes inside. Pulp pack, whatever it is. Yeah. Wow. Oh, the packs are like that. Okay. Yeah, I was totally totally thinking this was like coffee. So they're like actual packets, like seasoning, closer to seasoning or seed packets. Yeah, they're like a a plastic and foil, uh, which supposedly they said these were recyclable. And according to something I read, foil and plastic packaging is not easily recycled because the plastic and foil are bonded together and getting it apart Mm -hmm. just wouldn't be worthwhile. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but the glass is definitely photoshopped a lot smaller than the machine. Uh, No, I'm pretty sure that is. No? That's the actual size? (laughs) Here, look. (laughs) It's tiny. They use a tiny glass so that you can't really realize it's only like four ounces of juice. Huh. I was just trying to say it, it looks like it, it's supposed to be a lot bigger in the in one of the pictures, but I yeah, there's some I go, okay. serious photoshopping going on in that one, at least. Here's a picture of some of the internals, and I know you're not an expert, but just kind of looking at it, you can tell it does not look like it's some super cheap machine that was just thrown together. It looks like there is some serious, serious engineering put into this. Yeah. This is similar level of engineering of, like, a computer. Granted, not not all the parts, not as many parts, I should say, but, like, still, wow. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of components on here. The lower right of the pictures there. That the you motor? You can see the giant part sticking out in the middle toward the top. That's uh, like a giant shaft that goes through a massive bearing. Wow. The motor is down in the bottom right area of the machine. And all the way from the motor up to that giant shaft in the middle toward the top, it's a ton of reduction gears. Of course. So the motor is spinning fairly fast but by the time it gets up there it's barely turning but it's got a lot of force Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah gear ratios still fascinate me even to this day
Is there anything else? Well, nope, that's about all. That's, uh, I guess, how you can end up with a $700 juicer that costs you, like, two grand a year. Hmm. Since you said juicer, it just reminded me. Okay, hear me out. You have to buy the produce yourself. Buy yourself a $300 juicer. But you can make as much juice as you want as long as you have the fruit. Or vegetables. Or combination. That sounds like a much more successful product. But in that case, you can't monopolize on the packs that go in it. You can only sell the machine, and then you have to sell the machine at what it actually costs to make. And then you have to sell a $1,000 juice machine, but you have to make a profit. So you have to sell like a $1,200 juice machine or a $1,500 juice machine. Those are really high-end juice machines, but okay. Yeah, I get your point. <laughs> or you could just eat the apple! No, John, it's not juice. Ew. Some people are actually like that. They they don't want, like eating fruits and or vegetables, but they'll drink the juice version of it. I mean, I got no problem with juice. Yeah, me neither. If you're gonna... Well, I don't at all understand. You're gonna spend $700 for the health benefits of this. If you're that concerned about the health benefits, eat a carrot. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Well, that's all I've got on Juicero. All right. Well, Well, that was interesting. Yeah, it absolutely was. And it just kept getting better as I kept reading. At first, I thought this one was going to be interesting, but not that great. But then once I started realizing the implications of the QR codes and the camera that's aimed at your face and the like the DRM so that you can't use it with uh, non-official juice packs. And it, <laughs> I mean, I guess the guy wanted to be like the apple of juice. There's got to be a good apple joke in there somewhere. Yeah. Sounds about right for the apple of juice machines. Yeah. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. So, I forgot to mention a few things. First of all, finally, new podcast art. It's better. Woohoo! I wholeheartedly agree. We, uh, we had that original <laughs> one for way too long. I whipped that up in microsoft paint in like i wanted to say 15 minutes but actually it took me a lot longer than that yeah but uh anyway new one whipped it up in photoshop in a few hours so hopefully that's better hopefully you guys like it and i like it a lot better oh yeah i I like it way better than the old one the old one kind of had to go at this point i think and coincidentally, it also happens to fit into like a round, like profile photo mm-hmm. shape. Also, uh, we have now created an archive 
of all of our past episodes on Google Drive. And I'm going to start including a link to this archive in the description of each episode. So if you would like to go to the archive and just easily download everything, like if you want to just binge everything, or if you'd just like to easily download them, if, uh, I don't know, maybe your podcast app doesn't have an easy way to download, or... But John, Stitcher has an easy way to download. Ah, uh, maybe you want to throw them on a flash drive. I don't know. But f- yeah, for, yeah, true. <laughs> or, or maybe you want to, uh, like, make embarrassing blooper reels uh, with all <laughs> the stuff that's made it through editing. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, it's in the archive. Link in the description. Have at it. And we also have new intro and outro. So, it was about time we'd change that as well. I mean, our first intro was nice. It's just, we don't have the, want to have the same intro for years. And John always kind of mentioned that he kind of wanted an outro music. So, yeah. we got that now. So And I'll play at the end of this episode. Yeah. So, let us know what you think of our new intro, outro, art, archive, whatever. Let us know. Email us, wcppodcastmail at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Tell us how much it sucks. Goodbye. Isn't an ear supposed to, like, hear sound, not emit sound? Never mind, never mind. That's way worse than Google Glasses. Why do you know, like? Because stupid.